Welcome to another BA chat, and oh my gosh, we are on film. <laughs> Look, we're looking at the camera. I'm going to say hello. Welcome to another BA chat. <laughs> it's going to be awesome tonight. We have fantastic things. And one of the greatest things about BA chats, well, the two great things about BA chats is one, the reason we have BA chats is because we believe in the testimony. The word testimony means do it again, God. So we like to talk about stories that God does supernatural things so that you know out there, the people that are listening, God wants to do it again in you. So that is one of the reasons why we have BA Chats. And then truly, God is doing so many amazing things in the life of people. And you just hear so many stories. You you know, before long, you're like, "Ah, we need to be sharing these stories. People are walking with Jesus and changing the planet, bringing good to the planet, leaving their mark on the planet for Jesus. And and so Bethel Atlanta Chats is our chance to get to share um, Jesus in people. And my goodness, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And we have a beautiful woman, (laughs) a beautiful, just awesome mountain of gold that is in our body at 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 Bethel Atlanta. Sherry Lewis, we are so happy to have you. Welcome to the BA chat. (laughs) This is like, you have lots of, you have installments here with us. I do. This is one of my favorite things to do when I come home. It is is one of my favorite things. I'm so glad. We're always so glad to have you. Thank Thank you. you for being our guest again. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Okay, so let's give everybody just a little bit of background. This is time three on BA Chats. Yes, it is. So let's just pretend that people have never met you. Introduce yourself and tell them about all your awesomeness. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just tell them how awesome you are. Okay. I am Sherry Lewis, and I was a medical doctor. And then back in 2009, I quit my job. And in 2010, I packed up everything and moved to Cameroon. Uh, Boya, Cameroon, Southwest Region, and I started Bethel Atlanta School of Supernatural Ministry, Cameroon, Wow! in 2010. And so we built the school there. We just had our ninth graduation a few Saturdays wow. ago. Yeah. Which, yes. How does that cow. feel? Can you it, feels it? it feels incredible. It feels unbelievable. <laughs> it's just amazing. Good, amazing. Good. And now we're spreading. We're about to start KLA Kenya 3. The last time I was here, we were going into 2. Now we're about to do KLA Kenya 3. Oh, my word. And we're forming partnerships, or we have formed partnerships in Nigeria and in Botswana, the beautiful country of Botswana. The beautiful country of Botswana. Okay. Okay. So that's just a little bit about Sherry. Again, Mm -hmm. what we talked about last time was being in Kenya. How is that going? We're going to start there. Oh, my gosh. I have a love affair (laughs) with Nairobi. I'm in love with Nairobi. Nairobi. Yes. What do you love about Nairobi? It's an incredible city. It's a world-class city. It's like, I always call it my African Atlanta. It is, it is urban. It is cosmopolitan. There's every kind of restaurant in the world. There's live jazz. There's art. There's amazing creative intellectual people. There's places to go, things to see, things to do. It's just, it's an incredible city. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so tell us what's going on in that beautiful city with Bethel Atlanta School of Super... So, Bethel yeah. Atlanta, Africa. Yes, Help Bethel me. Atlanta, Africa. We are no longer Bethel Atlanta, Cameroon. We are Bethel Atlanta, Africa. Bah. Yeah, bah. bah. <laughs> yeah, bah. <laughs> so we, we've been there the last two years doing what we call our Kingdom Leadership Academy. Wow. And basically what that is, is Sherry saying, I don't want to start another school alone like I did in Cameroon. That was too much work. <laughs> so before we start a school of supernatural ministry in Kenya, we're going to start with leadership. 
leadership development, looking for amazing leaders and introducing them to the culture and just identifying people that we think can go the distance with us. Sherry, how smart. How is that going? It's amazing. I have a staff now from the last two years, our graduates from the last two years. I've got four guys on staff and one uh, woman on staff. And they're incredible, and they're going to help us staff KLA 3 so I can really see what they're made of. Okay, so help us KLA 1, 2, and 3 mm-hmm. are? There, it's a 10-week immersion program where we take our first-year curriculum of Bethel Atlanta, Africa, or Bethel Atlanta, Cameroon. We took the first-year curriculum, and we squashed it into 10 weeks. We pulled out the most wow. important elements, squashed it into 10 weeks, and it literally is like a, a, an immersion into the kingdom culture. Sherry, that's brilliant. How did that go? Like the first time that you did it in KLA one. Yeah, what, what KLA one was amazing. Okay, we we graduated. We started with twenty three. We graduated nineteen people. Wow! And it just went really, really well. And then last year we graduated fifty one. <laughs> yeah, fifty one. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Between first year and second year, because our the people that we graduated the first year wanted more. So oh, not, I think it was wow. eight or nine of them came back and did second year. Oh. Wow. And so what is enrollment looking like this third year? Um, I think we have 60 enrolled in first year and 18 enrolled in second year. And then I have my five leaders that are coming back for, it's not really third year. I told them we're not doing another year for you. You're going to work. So yeah. (laughs) It's internship. It's internship. That's exactly what it is. They're going to be teaching, doing admin, finances, everything. So what are the people like? What are the Kenyans like? Oh, Kenyans are completely... Kenya is so different from West Africa. It's like night and day. There's a lot of the things that are the exact same. You know, there's some things, uh, a pigeon term, we say Africa, not Africa. It's the same. Africa is Africa, no matter where you go. So there's some things that are just the same. But... I, I, you know, I always say that West Africa is all about the pepper and it's not just in the food, it's in the people. So they're loud, they're vibrant, they're exciting, flavorful, full of color, full of life. And Kenyans and Botswanans, I'm learning, are some of the most stoic people on the face of the planet. Very surprised you? Yeah, it did. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. But it it was a difference in um, the way colonialism happened. And so, you know, parts of West Africa were too hot with too many mosquitoes. And so they didn't really get their roots in good. Whereas, you know, they take they came into kenya and lived and stayed and so you see a lot of british culture in uh, kenya oh, which wow. explains yeah. All the stoic. yeah and and the tea and the drinking of tea the religious <laughs> drinking of tea the religious yes. drinking yes. Tea. Yes. It the is. Religion. it's not religion no it is more i think they drink tea more in kenya than they do in england oh, i really do it's wow. hot tea yes hot tea oh, wow. all day long and it's beautiful and it's beautiful is it so beautiful it is beautiful it's beautiful oh my yeah. Well, can you share some testimonies of what's happened at KLA oh. One Two Three Kenya? Do you have a it's favorite? Just, That's always I such even, a big yeah, question. Yeah, no, I don't even know if I have a favorite. I just think it's transformation. Just seeing lives transformed. There was a young man. I won't say his name. He's one of my sons now, but he came into KLA Kenya. He was just kind of coming back to the Lord. He had not really been walking close to the Lord. In fact, his girlfriend kind of made him come. And when we were doing, we were teaching the baptism of the Holy Spirit and everybody had their questions, you know, especially people that had never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he just said, 
is there ever a case where you're not worthy, where the Holy Spirit won't come into you because you're just not worthy to receive him? And I said, no, that's never a case. And I said, whatever you think it is that you've done or that you are that makes you unworthy, it's a lie. And you are more than worthy. And and the Holy Spirit would love to live inside of you. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody so radically get filled with the Holy Spirit. He was passed out on the floor, speaking in tongues, (laughs) laughing and crying at the same time. And then afterwards, he just got up to say goodbye and goodnight, and he just was laughing and crying and could not speak English. And <laughs> it was just so beautiful that wow. he came in with all these fears about, I'm not worthy for the Holy Spirit to, to fill me. And he left completely intoxicated, unable to even speak words, laughing and crying all the way home. Wow. Yeah. That is so that great. Was, wow. That was awesome. So I know that at, um, at Bassam here, like we have we have track for first, I think first year they go out on Sunday nights and they, they do like street ministry or witnessing. So do you do that in your 10 week track? Yes, we do. So what is that like? We do outreach. Well, yeah. So what kind of, how's that received in the marketplace? And do you have any fun stories that, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, you know, again, uh, Kenyans can be very stoic, and so it may sure. not be the most easy thing for them to go out in the street. So thankfully, the last two years, we've had Jason Book, one of our radical revivalists oh, here, to come best. over. And he Shaba. just, yeah, he, so just he just makes it non-negotiable. Like, no, you're going to go out, and you're going to talk to people, and we're going to do power evangelism. And it's just, it's never a thought. Like uh, it. Yeah, you're going to like it. It's never a thought of what if you're too shy or what if you're this. He just makes it, he's so infectious. He's so yeah. wonderfully infectious. Mm-hmm. And I've got so many pictures of my phone of teams out on outreach and they always end every outreach with a huge with him standing in front with a smirk on his face taking the big ussy and they're just all excited <laughs> you know oh, that that's a thing yeah, it's a thing it's a thing ussy yeah selfie and ussy yeah has somebody Uzi. patented or trademarked i don't yet? know copyright i'm sure they have because the only way Uzi. i could hear it is if it's a thing <laughs> you know i'm so out of touch with american culture <laughs> so it has to be a thing so yeah, so they've 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 seen salvations. I've got a video of a guy getting up out of a wheelchair um, in the wow. middle of of their of Nairobi's version of Central Park. They they have wow. a, they pulled a guy out of the wheelchair. Um, there was a guy that was there. One of my sons was standing surrounded by a bunch of drunk street men. And they all got radically saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, literally, they were drunk smelling of alcohol and they all gave their lives to Christ. And he has a knack for getting people filled with the Holy Spirit. And like he can lay hands on even the most person that struggled long trying to get filled. And and so all these drunk guys are on the street speaking in tongues. So yeah, that's fun stuff. The gospel just translates. Yeah, it does. It really does. From heart to heart. It's an, you know, just all of It's a universal language. Universal language. What was, or what is the um, religious environment like before? Like what are you guys entering into? Yeah. uh, I find that a lot of Africa, how do I say this the best? They love God with all their hearts. Um, there can be a lot of religion and legalism. And so I think bringing the freedom of the kingdom culture has been one of the best things that's ever happened to me and to them, they say. Bringing the Father Heart of God message, um, intimacy with God, the ability to hear the voice of God, 
It is awesome. Prophetic Activation Night never fails to bring me the utmost joy just to see people hear God speak to them for the first time and and to realize, you know, there's a lot of man of God syndrome. So only the man of God hears from God for everybody else. And so when you debunk that myth and people hear God for themselves, it's it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. What is something wonderful that's happened there? Because wow, the prophetic culture. And again, these are terms. Prophetic culture basically just means God talks to yeah. you. Yeah. God talks through you yeah. in, in the best way. You don't have to wait to hear from somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And so, just turning that on and one of my sons, so he is going to third year. He graduated the very first year of KLA. He is one of the most prophetic people I've ever met. His name is Dennis. He's now the pastor of our church. Wow. He is so, he's scary prophetic. Like, dude, were you in my, you know, just like the, <laughs> the, 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 the guy was in Elijah's chamber. Like you've been in my closet. You've been in my journal. You've been in my journal, reading my journal. That's the only way. And, and I just knew like he's just been introduced to the prophetic culture. Ah, uh, you know, he was, he was exploring the Bethel culture and the, sure. and the kingdom culture and the prophetic. Sure. And I think he was in the prophetic before, but this is just revolutionalized his life in it. Wow. He's, he's scary prophetic. Yeah. He's Yeah. Yeah, scary prophetic. So okay, so yeah. we heard an amazing story. Now, Kevin hasn't heard this. I heard it in the staff meeting this okay. week. But can you share this story? So I am <laughs> sitting. So this is the first time I've missed graduation in Cameroon. In oh, wow. the ninth graduation I missed, um, there is a political crisis going on in Cameroon, and it just wasn't wise for me to be there. And plus, I needed to come home and be with family. There's a crisis in our family that's going on right now, and I just needed to come home yeah, and, and just here. yeah be here Sherry, for that. You love so well. Oh, I try. I feel like my heart is all over the place now it's in too many countries i don't know how to keep it all balanced so i'm watching they 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 streamed uh they facebook lived the graduation for me and so my senior leader there boris gets up on stage and i don't even know what he was supposed to be doing um I think he was recruiting students and just telling about the school. And so he breaks out and say, well, you know, at Bethel, we raise people from the dead. And he goes on to give a testimony of our third resurrection. Whoa. And third. Cameron, Cameron. Third. Okay. third. I didn't even know there was a one and yeah, a two. Yeah, there was a one and a two. <laughs> there was a one and a okay, two. Okay, this is awesome. Yeah. Go, go, go. So the third <laughs> resurrection, one of my sons, the one responsible for the first two resurrections, he was, <laughs> wow. he's the resurrection dude. Um, Pastor Sako was in the hospital. He was praying for the mother of one of our graduates, the father, somebody, a family member of one of our graduates. And he saw a commotion in the bed next door. And the doctors mentioned that the guy had died and that they had to go tell the family. And he said, well, just let me pray for him. And he said it scared him because it was the quickest prayer he's ever prayed. It was the fastest laying on of hands. And the guy came back to life. And he said the nurses screamed and ran in the hall. The doctors screamed and ran in a different direction. And it just was revival in the ward. I mean, so they have open wards with like six patient beds and everybody got saved. A couple of the other people got healed and it just was an outbreak of revival from this guy being raised from the dead. Amazing. Number three. You're so excited. That is a God. Three. Yay God. In Cameroon. Yeah. In Cameroon. Okay. So from Cameroon to Kenya, how did Botswana come on the scene? How did Botswana come on the scene? Exactly. So... 
God just started speaking to me. I, I was sitting with some prophetic friends, some generals in the faith, and they were saying, if you want to take all of Africa, there are strategic points. So you've got Nigeria in the West, because we'd already been traveling to Nigeria at that point. You could take Kenya and the five East African countries in the East, and then you take South Africa and some other country down there in the Southern region, and you can really bring revival to Africa. And when they said those words, I just heard in my spirit, Botswana, Botswana, Botswana. I'm like, okay, I don't know anything. I knew a, a, a woman there, a Facebook friend from Botswana. And so I wrote her and I said, when are you going home again? I, God is speaking to me about Botswana. I'd love to meet you there. And we chatted a little bit and nothing came of it. And then once I preached um, Bethel Atlanta on a Sunday and a pastor from Botswana wrote me and he said, I've been following the Bethel culture. We do Chris Fallatin's prophetic course and we would love to start a school. And I get requests all the time. I get really? letters yeah. and emails all the time. And I, a lot of them, I just, you know, sure. I'll respond nicely, but it doesn't go anywhere. But I felt like, oh, this is my guy. And he said, I was on staff at a Assemblies of God School of Ministry for eight years, and I've done this and this and this. And I'm like, this is my guy. And wow. so I went to visit October 2017. Yes. For the first, no, 2000, what, what year is this? We're, this is We're in 2019. So October 2018, I went to visit for the first time. And it was like meeting a long lost brother. It was, wow. I mean, we just talked for hours. He's this brilliant theologian. He's got this beautiful heart. His, uh, his family is incredible. The church is just, and I just fell in love with him as a people. I ministered to their leaders and it was just instant connection. And so... This year we've been doing emergence. So if if we are, if Ba is Bethel Atlanta Africa, Bald is what we've been doing. <laughs> Bethel Atlanta Africa leadership development to raise leaders and to impart culture with our partners that are interested in starting schools. To raise leaders and to impart culture. culture. Oh, Sherry. Yeah, that's the dream. That's the dream. So we we did we had them watch BSSM equip videos. This platform out of Bethel Reading. They watched videos on all our. Main topics, and then we went to them to do immersions, where we would just do impartation and just encounter an explosion in Persian in person. And so we went to Lagos first and did an immersion there that was incredible. Just what made it incredible? Just God showing up. So we prepared this whole curriculum, and then the night before we're supposed to implement this curriculum, He says, "Nope, we're not doing any of that." The focus of this immersion is intimacy with God, and He showed up. It was amazing. It was beautiful. It was so relational. We saw uh, the prophetic developed in them, like they were already on a prophetic course. Their leader there. Pastor Yudi, their leader there has been infusing them with the prophetic. We had done a prophetic wow. training with them before. He's been leading them through just different curriculum from for, curricula from Bethel. But their prophetic exploded just to the, an, wow. another level. And we saw family and community and they were brilliant encounters. We were having one worship session and this one of the young ladies just wrote a song in the middle of the worship set. Oh, it just was explosive and beautiful. It was one of those, like, I'll remember that in my heart forever. Like there's there a place in my heart. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. There's just this little place in my heart for the Lagos immersion because it was just beautiful. Lagos immersion. Lagos immersion. And then we had the Botswana immersion. And that uh, I went first. So Bessie and Boris are two of my main leaders from Cameroon. So they met me. No, we actually, I went to Cameroon and then we flew over to Lagos together and did the immersion there. And then they had some visa problems in Botswana, but it was the Lord because it turned out great that they stayed longer than I did. And um, we did three weeks in Botswana and that was also explosive in a different 
different way. It's like each place has its different character and different relationships. It was explosive. Botswanans are very, very stoic. I love you guys, but they are very stoic. Right. Like they just sit quietly and listen. You give an amazing prophetic word and they're like, I concur. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. that's awesome. I haven't yeah. heard the word concur. I know, I know, exactly. Wow. So but we're, they're so drinking it in. They're drinking it in. And so I have a video after I left. Bessie sends me a video and she said, look what your son did. And it is him standing <laughs> at the podium. What, what did he do? <laughs> He's standing at the podium laughing, laughing, laughing. And the Botswanas are laughing and crying. And I'm like, what did you do? Oh, my. the pastor is doubled over just giggling, laughing, oh, overcome shit. with the Holy Spirit. And they just, they had a huge Holy Spirit outbreak in Botswana after I left. Thank oh, you for it. Yeah. After, after I left. But it was, both Botswana and Lagos were amazing. And we're supposed to, I just got an, a message, a WhatsApp message from Pastor Dada in Abuja, which is the capital of Nigeria, okay. that we're going to be there in November. Oh, great. So yeah, looking forward to that. Can- yeah. Yes. Yeah, so where is I was just thinking about this geographically. Where is Botswana on so, the continent? So Botswana is right above South Africa. Like you okay. can drive. Like if okay. I flew into Johannesburg, which is abundantly cheaper, it would be like a five-hour drive to Habarone, which is the Habarone, which is the capital of Botswana. I'm learning all these new places. They're so beautiful, Sherry. They're so they're so beautiful coming out of your pretty face. Thank you. What languages are you speaking? Everybody speaks English. Thank God. Otherwise, I'd be lost. <laughs> So all of these are British, uh, ex-British colonies, ex-British colonies. And so they all speak English, but they also speak their native languages. And so I've got to learn Swahili to live in Kenya because they all slip back. Like when they're comfortable hanging out, drinking coffee, drinking tea, eating, they start speaking Swahili. Swahili, And I'm like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) Speak some English. (laughs) And so I uh, set Swana is what they speak in Botswana. And then there's a bunch of different dialects in Nigeria. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Sherry, this is so exciting. It is. is, This My life is just unbelievable. I just pinched myself and I'm like, no, this is real. This is really real. Which again, I'm just, I'm thinking back to when you were a doctor. Yeah. Graduate from an Ivy League school doctor and just like, I Boring. Did, <laughs> did not like this to now. Yeah. God zone in there, and that you yeah. know you release God zone, which is exactly yeah. about this. That the God zone. Yeah, I am living live in the life. God zone. I'm living a dream. I'm living an adventure. I'm living the best life ever. Wow, and it's exciting <laughs> and fun. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so you have the God zone, but but now I'm hearing that there is another. Is there another something a half in the works? written book in my computer? And if I could just get a week into the beach, I could finish it. I'm so Somebody send her to the beach. Somebody send me say, to the beach. Mama, are you listening? Mama, are you listening? <laughs> send your daughter to the beach so she can finish writing this book. It is, I, I'm playing around with the title. Um, my original title was Living by the Whispers, but that's not really clear. Okay. So now I'm thinking it's connected to God, and then oh, the yeah. subtitle is Living by the Whispers. But it's about 24-hour connection to God, just oh, living awesome. by his voice, living living with him connected at all moments, just hearing his voice, hearing his whispers, and being guided by them in everyday life. We were all bragging on you in the office the other day before oh. you came here. Oh. And um, yeah. I think it was Sweet <laughs> Steph said, Sherry lives by her prophetic words. 
Absolutely. They are, they are my roadmap. They are my guidelines. They are, I live by my prophetic words. Talk to us about this. When did you learn to do that and why? So I first entered into prophetic community in 1990 and I've been living by the whispers ever since. It's the most brilliant way to live. I don't see how people live without the prophetic. I don't see how, how do you know what to do? You know, how do you know what to do if, if God is not telling you, just figuring it out yourself? That's not smart. You know, you got the creator of the whole universe giving you whispers, giving you go this way. This is going to work out well for you if you go this way. Yeah, that's a great way to live because he's brilliant. And so these are words you live by the words that you hear directly, of course. Yes. That's the prominent, yes. I mean, all of our north. Yes. Directly. But- and then living in prophetic community, my life is, I just, I'm a prophecy magnet. So I get prophetic words everywhere I go. And, and you keep them in your phone? I keep them in my phone. I'm getting them transcribed. Some of them I transcribe myself. The ones that I'm really, really just super uber excited about, I transcribe myself. And... I study them and I partner with them. I pray them back to God. I ask them, how is this supposed to happen? When is this supposed to happen? How do we make this happen? I mean, I create, I create relationship around the prophetic words. You know, I think that's the problem with some people is they just hear a word and they just go. But to me, a prophetic word is an invitation to another conversation, to a deeper conversation. Keep talking to us. They're like, they're like conversation openers. So God gives you a word. So you hear a whisper, Botswana. Okay, what about Botswana? Who are we supposed to partner with in Botswana? What do we do when we get there? What are you doing in Botswana? And then it gets bigger. What is your heart for the nation of Botswana? What do you want to do for this entire nation? Why is it important that we go there? Who are your key people in Botswana? What are the spirits that are... What are the principalities keeping Botswana in bondage? What is the answer to freedom and revival in Botswana? So it started with a whisper, Botswana, Botswana, Botswana. And then it became a full-blown conversation until we are feet on the ground. They took me to a restaurant on the 28th floor, and you can see the entire capital city of Habarone, and, and you can see even beyond. And I just stood up there and prophesied and prayed and just spoke over the nation of Botswana. And it all started with a whisper. Sherry, that's That's marvelous. so beautiful. Yeah. You know Michael Maiden that yes. comes and speaks here? Yes. This last time, is that what you were going to say? Yeah. Oh, here, you no, go no, ahead. No, I no, hear you tap no, me on no, the show. Go. Were you thinking that? I was totally thinking that. <laughs> we think alike, baby. Well, Bring back. You know, we're kind of married and stuff. You go ahead. No, so the, so the last time Michael Maiden was in, um, we, were, we were having a conversation with him about the prophetic, and he said, you know, sometimes... Um, um, in in our culture, sometimes people will hear the prophetic and they'll go, "Oh, that's great." Um, and he meant just like um, church culture. Period. In church culture, yeah. they'll hear the prophetic and say, "Oh, wow, that's really you know that's good." But then, the, then there's but there's no. What are we going to do with those? Yeah. yeah. And he said one of the one of the things that he really appreciated about the Bethel culture is that, um, and especially here in Bethel, Atlanta, he said, "You guys hear these words and then you start." Um, like you would say it, asking more questions yeah. and digging deeper and leveraging those. So there's supernatural consequence yeah. that comes out yes. of it. Ooh, that's good. And so, um, so I thank and you and yeah. stewarding it yeah. very and stewarding it well is also. So thank you for embodying that and like mm. practicing that yeah. and show and cause you're, you are showing that to other people yeah. when you're doing it. Yeah. So. Well, Michael Maiden actually prophesied. He, he gave me this incredible word when he was here in January. And he said, God is going to help you build three buildings this year. And so I had gotten a word before. You started Bethel Cameroon by itself. But this next phase, you're going to build three at once. 
Well, of course, that was a word I put on the shelf and way high <laughs> on the shelf. Like, like I wasn't trying to take that down anytime soon. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to let that sit on the shelf for a while. And so he just kept kind of mentioning it to me. Like, remember, we said three and then Botswana and Nigeria started coming into focus. And I was like, we can't do three at once. That doesn't make any sense. And then in January, January 6th, he gives me this big word. I'm going to help you build three buildings this year. And I was like, all right, guess we better take that word down off the shelf, you know? And so, yeah, so we, I am living out that word. And then he also, I asked a question in class about, you know, I'm, I'm living in Kenya so I can impart culture there, but we've got these other two sites, those three buildings that you talked about. How do I build those other buildings? And we had just had a meeting, me and my strategy team had just had a meeting talking about immersions and out of his mouth came, never underestimate the power of an immersion. So I was set for the year. Sherry. So prophetic words have even guided this year and everything that we're doing right now. Oh, my goodness. So in powerful. a huge yeah, way. In a huge way. Okay, huge so way. you went, like you said, in Cameroon, when you were building Cameroon, uh, Bethel, Atlanta, Africa, Cameroon, mm-hmm. you did everything. And now that you've got, which was beautiful, what an experience. Oh, my goodness, those people. I know they're special yeah. to you for forever. Oh, forever and yeah. ever and ever. And, and ninth graduation. Yeah. But then you've gone on, and in these three new places, you're rising up leadership. Yes, yes. So wow, I, that, I can't that say... it's like a big strategy move. I can't say that I did it completely alone. So the first time I went to Cameroon, I met some young people. I was invited over by a youth group. Yes. And so the first year... There were three of them that were interns and students at the same time. So they were with me from the very beginning. Bessie was one of those people. And she is my, yes, she is my right hand now. (laughs) So I started with them, but I was pouring into them and raising them up at the same time as I was building the school and raising it up. And I just said, we're not doing that again. That was tiring. That that was exhausting. That was a lot. And so that's why we did the KLA here and while we're doing the immersions and then they, they've got to come, the people where we're doing immersions, they've got to come to KLA or they've got to come do a year with us in, in Cameroon to be completely immersed in the culture so that they can start their own school. So smart. Yeah, yeah that's the Holy Ghost. He makes me look brilliant. Well, so I mean, I'm, see, I'm seeing a definite progression, like a different a strategy move yeah. to where you can do more, cover yes. more. Yeah, the more leaders I raise up, the more nations we can go into. Sherry, this is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, real quick, this is back to all the questions that you ask about your prophetic words. Mm-hmm. Um, who taught you to ask those questions? Why do you ask those yeah. questions? Is mm-hmm. this strictly out of relationship? I mean, just curiosity? What is this? My favorite thing about being a Christian is having an intimate relationship with God. So it's not just <laughs> about the prophetic. I ask millions of questions about everything. And not, you know, not disrespectful. I'm questioning God, but... Hey, what are you talking about? What are you doing? What are we doing? Sherry and I were just talking. She was helping me, just so brilliantly helping me right before our podcast. But uh, Kenneth Hagan, I think it's him. I always attribute this to him, (laughs) and I actually never heard him speak, but I read this somewhere, and I was like, oh. But he said, "Um, ask God all your questions. Just don't question God. That's it. His character and his goodness, but oh, my goodness. He literally is a father, and we're his children. Every question you got, I love bringing questions to him. That's it. And he's so sweet and faithful to answer. Sometimes he answers directly in a dialogue between me and him, but other times he answers and things happening like getting an email from a pastor in Botswana that was the answer to that question yeah okay so big huge question Mm -hmm. where is your relationship with the Lord from the time that this started to that like what in the world is it different than it was when you were a doctor absolutely (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) 
somebody, one of my daughters gave me a prophetic word once that a lot of things were happening because God was making me desperately dependent on wow, him. That's beautiful. So my relationship has gone from intimate and sweet and fellowshipy to desperately dependent. He is my air, my water, my, he's everything. Like I cannot survive without him at all. And I live dependent. I don't even know what the end of my year is going to look like. I used to have an Excel spreadsheet for the next five years, the next 10 years, the next 20 years. And now I don't even know the next six months. Wow. Wow. That's different. Yeah. Like we don't even have, as usual, we don't even have all the money for KLA, but I know it's coming. And I'm just, I'm living a life of complete dependency. And it's like surprises. Like before I used to get all worried. Now I'm like, ooh, I wonder how he's going to do it this time. You know, Sherry, it's just, that's supernatural. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's yeah. just walking with the Lord and stepping yeah. out and doing these things that he's, he's talking to you about. Yeah. And we had some rough times. We had oh, some sure. difficult times. Our intimacy took some big hits after some people died and I did not see what I was preaching and teaching manifested. Sure. And there were losses, unanswered prayers, disappointments. And there were times that I pulled my heart away from him. And now I'm just learning to run to him like a little mm. girl and just cry in his arms You know, and I think that came from being offended. Like I was mad and blaming him for what happened. And now it's just like, he's my daddy and he takes care of me when something bad happens. So I just run into his arms and it leads us into deeper intimacy. Unpack that some more because that's a real, that's that's a, a, that's a, I mean, we walk through that, we work through that, but it's probably the most miserable anybody can be when we love the Lord the way that we do, but we are offended at him. I mean, so unpack some of that to help folks. Like I said, my favorite thing about being a Christian is intimate, is intimacy and sitting in his lap and talking to him and hearing his voice and feeling his breath and just being close to him. And then when I got offended, I, I moved. He never moved. I moved wow. away from all of yeah. that. Sure, that feels like a key. Yeah, it's a huge key. And that's, that is the key is that I have made a decision. I will not move away from you. I will not be offended with you, at, at you. I repent of all my judgments and criticisms of you. And I just want to be like a child. I mean, the scripture became so real to me that you have to be like a child to enter into the kingdom. And, and a, a good friend of mine was just talking about, you know, dealing with a daughter with chronic illness and how no matter how oh, this makes me cry, no matter how many times she has to hold her daughter down to get blood drawn, you, the, you would think that the daughter would be like, mommy, you're hurting me. But the minute it's over, she throws her arms around mommy's neck and buries her face in mommy's neck. And wow. that's her solace. And that's how I want to be with God now. I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to see him as the one doing the operation or sticking in the needle or doing the painful thing. I'm going to see him, even though it may feel like he's holding me down to let these bad things happen, which is not true. It's a lie that we believe. But as soon, I, I want to jump in his arms and let him be my comfort and believe that he's good no matter what. That little girl never doubts her mother's love, no matter how many painful things she goes through. She never doubts her mother's love. Her mother is always her source of comfort and safety and love and nurture. And that's what I want to be with God. I want to be a child that no matter what happens, I jump into his arms to find comfort and love and and, and nurture. You know, recently the crisis that I came home um, for was... My favorite aunt, sorry to other, all the other aunties, they're all my favorite, but <laughs> the one that I'm closest to was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh, and Sherry, I didn't know. I'm yeah, sorry. And this was after oh, yeah. we've lost an aunt and an uncle to cancer in the oh, last year. And oh, so sorry. 
the night that I, the morning I found out I was sitting at the table and we were replanning the curriculum for Lagos immersion. And we were talking about teaching supernatural healing. And I threw a five minute tantrum, you know, why am I teaching healing and people are sick and dying of cancer. And, and then I just said, no. And that night, usually if something's wrong, I have trouble sleeping. And that night I just got in the bed and I said, God, I am not going to not sleep tonight. I'm not going to stay up all night worrying about her. I'm going to lay in your arms. This hurts. I'm sad. I'm scared. I can't believe this is happening to her of all people. I can't. And I just cried in his arms and I fell asleep and slept the entire night. And that was a huge turning point for me. It's huge. Huge. And when I went to see her, it was, it was difficult. It was good because she was a lot much, she was much better off than she should have been. I mean, she just looks great. She's doing great. She's doing amazing. We're believing for healing, but there was a moment of, is she going to die? And I just sat in his lap and just said, please hold me. This is scary. This is painful. This is scary. This is painful. And instead of being offended and running away from him, I just found that comfort and safety, huge maturity point for me who spent years as the director of Bethel Atlanta Cameroon distant in my heart from God, still teaching, still preaching, still, still, yeah, but I was not, I was not in the place of intimacy that I'm in now. So you just said (sighs) that offense is a synonym for running away. Do you think offense is just fear? Wow. I never thought of it that way. Fear of him or just fear of... Just fear, period. Yeah. Overwhelmed, being overwhelmed. Yeah. And he's... Yeah. We even say things like this. He's big enough to take it. And I'm always thinking, well, that doesn't mean that that's right. I yeah. mean, he is big enough, but what does that have to do with anything to put yeah. blame on him, you know? Yeah. I so think fear is, is a is a misunderstanding of who he is and of yeah. his nature. And, you know, there's so many questions that I have about all the people that we've lost, but I've just decided that he's good. I was reading the Psalms this morning and it was just talking about the infinite wisdom of God. And I'm like, yeah, I repent of all my judgments and criticisms because you have infinite wisdom. I have very finite wisdom and there's no way that I could understand any of this. You know, I don't understand any of this and me judging you based on my understanding is actually kind of dumb. Sherry, this is huge. (laughs) This is huge because yeah. it's just the truth. Yeah. I mean, one of us could be wrong and it's, and it's never you. <laughs> and it's you. And it's me. It's and it's not the God. There's no condemnation. We're just working it out. Yeah. We just yeah. work it out, work it out. Yeah. But there's so much comfort and strength yeah. and happiness and power yeah. in you're fully awesome all of the time. You're yeah. wonderful. You're kind. Yeah. You're gentle. I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> this yeah. thing's making my this head is, spin. Yeah. This but is while, hard. While my head yeah. spins, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna still gonna say arms. that you're good. Wow. And I'm still gonna trust you. And I'm still gonna I'm still gonna trust you. I just wanna be a child. I think that is my greatest goal now as a wow. Christian is to just be a child and to sure. enter into the kingdom. Wow. Yeah. You're wonderful every time, but you are blowing me away this time. Okay, so is this, because I know, I mean, obviously we're called to the American church, and this is conversation all the time, and it's heartbreaking conversation. Is this something that African Christians deal with as well? Every Christian, every Christian, every Christian. Okay. Yeah, deals with this. Yeah, I've dealt with it with a lot of my kids over there. It's just, it's a universal thing. It's just universal. I think it's, I think it's more over here because we're more entitled. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah. That mm-hmm. was, yeah. you said, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> There's are. such an entitlement issue yeah. in the yeah. American church. Yeah. yeah. But okay. okay. But it is, is it's helpful. still a universal thing. Questioning God, doubting God, judging God, being offended at God. It's universal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, in that environment, I know we're having to wrap it up, aren't we? We yeah, we are. But I, oh, there no, was go ahead, go ahead. there was one thing that we you said. Oh, I didn't even talk about that right before we, oh, got, yeah. before we went on. I just did, right <laughs> before we I, went on, I just I want to miss it. I definitely yeah. want to come back and we're yeah. going to minister some. We're oh, just going to okay. release about offense. And, yeah, and, but you go ahead, baby. That's good. No, let's question. do that. Let's yeah. do that. I feel the wind on that. Me yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Okay. Awesome. Let's do it. So, what was that one thing we didn't want to forget? So, yeah, the reason that we have video today is because I'm in the process of releasing uh, with fear and trembling. A YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And the whole world is like, yes, yes. You are yes, someone YouTube that we kid. should be watching on YouTube. Your yeah. life is in the God zone. It is. It is. Well, tell us about that. So there's three series on the, it's called the Diva Missionary, because that's who I am. <laughs> so, so there's, <laughs> there's three series on the Diva Missionary. And one of them is Chronicles of a Diva Missionary. And it's just my adventures in Africa, you know, like, like crazy stuff in Africa, just different problems with having to use the bathroom and what it looks like having to pee in the bush. And yeah, so funny stuff like that, crazy stuff like that. Um, and just, you know, this is who I was in Lagos. I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, I can't wait to release this video. I think people are going to like it. So in Lagos is like Hollywood. It's actually called Nollywood. They, they have a huge movie industry. And so there's a lot of incredible makeup artists in Lagos. And so uh, one of them was my friend. She was in the immersion. Oh, I and so you were gorgeous. Did Bessie, she, she did. So oh. Bessie was getting her makeup done and they made me do it. They made me do it. And that night I took 306 selfies. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dang, I look good. Bam. From Bam. every angle, Bam. in different places of the house, in there's different no, outfits. There's no ussy happening there's tonight. No, it was all selfies. <laughs> so I have a video on, yes, me and the 306 <laughs> selfies. So that's one of the videos. Me in full Lagos Nollywood makeup <laughs> taking selfies. Oh yes. my goodness. So that's one of the videos. Makeup has become like a full-blown it's, art it's thing. Form. It's, it's so huge. I can't wait. I am going to get on. On yeah, your channel. I, I want to see you. I, just, I kept so staring beautiful. at myself like, is that me? Oh my God. She contoured my nose. I was like, this is a Michael Jackson nose. Like, for real. <laughs> like You're like, I know, I don't even have these cheekbones. Exactly. I, cheek I got cheekbones. <laughs> it was great. It was great. So that's one of the videos oh, on there. So, so that was my Lagos adventure. And then I have some stuff in Cameroon and you just get to see the scenery there and the beauty there. And you get to see my nemesis, the chicken, that the rooster that crows all night and keeps me awake. And yes. A great channel. <laughs> my nemesis, chicken. Nemesis. My nemesis, the chicken. Wow. And then there's the Maasai village. I have great video footage from the Maasai village and on safari when we saw the lions. So that's all on there. So that's wow. Chronicles of, Div- of a Diva Missionary. And then there's the God Zone, which is my teaching series. So I teach about the God Zone. I have a prophetic series on there. We're going to do a spiritual warfare series, a worship series, a leadership series. So there's all sorts of series coming out of that. And then the final one is from the heart where I just get completely authentic and vulnerable and just share all my yucky stuff, all my vulnerable stuff. And so, Shit. yeah. Wow. So, when, can we fi- when can we look forward to this? When I get the courage to yeah. launch it. <laughs> when I get the courage. Yeah. So it's like, it was like releasing that first book. It's sure. like, oh my gosh, they're going to see me. 
And I never realized how much it was just putting myself out there. Sure. It's just scary. Sure so, it it you know, I, it's, it's nothing for me to release a book now, but this just feels like a really big deal. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. So can I give you a prophetic word real quick? Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, it's, being recorded. Only, um, it's not. It's not. It's not a long one. Nobody's being recorded. It's. It's. This is what we do. We put it in my phone. Okay, come on, phone. My iPhone is old. It's a. It's a very old iPhone. So I think it's forever. Come on, iPhone. Oh, oh, come on! Don't black out. I, see some I can get it on mine. Oh, yes, get it on yours. Because okay, okay, there it is. It's going. Oh, it's going. Oh, okay. It's going. Okay. It is going. No coons. Yeah. So I just I I felt like um, the Lord just said, as soon as you step foot off of that plane and your foot hits the ground, you're gonna know you are gonna release that video. Oh wow. Um, and what I felt what I felt was is when your foot hit the ground. Um, that you literally felt the vibration oh, of wow. the earth, and it was creation crying out oh. um, to release um, this goodness and um, this strategy of heaven from oh. these videos. Wow! So, um, yeah, just be ready. Okay. Wow. Yeah, as soon as you touch wow. ground, yeah, all creation. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> well, that just makes it more than just me and my little feelings. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> me, me and my little, oh, my, little so my little feelings. <laughs> okay, oh, thank Sherry, you. Thank you so much, yeah, babe. You're that's welcome. good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, thank you. I needed that. Okay, we need to wrap it up, but I okay. wanna I wanna there's so much power in in um, just the truth and the conversation of the offense because Again, being called to the United States and the American church that I adore, I, you know, it, it hurts your heart that yeah. we waste any time in it when the Lord is so perfect and wonderful and great. And we just need, we got to work it out yeah. and we need freedom to just work it out. So yeah. I love your process. And um, can we just minister Yeah, we, sure. to everybody for sure, yeah, but definitely. I'm just sharing my heart. I'm okay. just, oh my, as children to be offended at a parent, it's like, it's like being stuck in middle school. It, it you know, is. I mean, we just got to get through the middle school years. You yeah. hit, you know, my, our girls got in high and they were brilliant. All that they really were just precious. But boy, the older that they get, literally the more love they have in their eyes looking at me. And I can oh. see it and it makes my life. Wow. But there was, there oh, was I hope a, that's what's happening with me and God. Oh, oh I love that. Sherry, that's a beautiful picture. Thank makes you. Makes my life the oh. things they say and the things that they do and the way that they look. I'm like, oh my. I mean, what did Eden just left a note recently? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she, she was down for the weekend and she left a note when she left. It, she, it, it said, um, I'm so happy that you're my parents. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't want to belong to anybody else. I'm so glad I'm yours. Oh wow. It is up in yeah. the house. I was like, God, I'm so glad I'm <laughs> yours. Oh, that's just beautiful. Oh my, oh my gosh. You guys are knocking the top of it and doing great. I know. Oh, that's everything. Like, <laughs> that's everything. Yeah, we went through a stage of time when she was 12, 13 years old. She thought I was against her. Yeah. And I remember yeah. the Lord ministering to me because that was so, it was hurtful wow. as a parent when you're just so for this person, that, that person was formed in your womb. I mean, you changed your diet. You <laughs> did everything. You just like lay your life down, stay up at night. Like how much can I give? And they get to this funny place where they think you're against them yeah. and it, it takes the wind out of you as a mom, Wow, you know, and he ministered to me that whole time and it helped me have just the patience of Job with her. Mm-hmm. He was like, I know. Wow. I felt like that when, and he would line it out. Remember when you, and I'm like, Oh, Ooh, father. that's a great analogy. That's great. And that's we, we great. Got through it. That's we got great. through it. Yeah. You know? And so good, I that's want really us good. as Christians to get through it Yeah, and yeah. just to understand he is, oh, 
He is trustworthy. He is for us. It might look a different way, and we just got to understand that's us working it out. But what is rock solid and what can, you know, what is, is, is secure and what is safe and what is always that way is God's a hundred percent for us. He's good. He loves us. He's perfect. He can't make mistakes. Come on. You know, so let's, I just want to release that. that. I mean, my heart jumped when we were talking about it. (laughs) You just did. Yeah. (laughs) You did release it. (laughs) Yeah. You did. Yeah. Sure, but keep because yeah. your process is beautiful. Would you just release sure. it? And we always open up at the end. If you're hearing anything prophetically for specific folks, you're more than okay. welcome. You just do your thing. Okay. All right. So, Father God, we just declare that you are a good, good Father, and your banner over us is love. Father, give us a divine revelation of your love for us, and give us healthy perspective. Forgive us of our judgments and criticisms. Forgive us for trying to judge an infinite mind with a finite mind and just teach us to be children teach us to be children so that we can truly enter the kingdom give us a child's heart to know that our daddy loves us and that he's good and that he's for us no matter what god help us father if there's anyone listening or watching that is offended with you that is brokenhearted that has lost intimacy i just speak healing into their heart right now. I speak, God, that you would run after them with your love, that you would pursue them with your love, that you would overwhelm them with your love. And I just break off lies. I break off offense. I break off the voice of the accuser that accuses you in our ears. And Father, help us to break agreement with him and to only agree with you and to agree with truth and to agree with love. For anyone out there who's brokenhearted, who is just pulled away from God and pulled away from intimacy or has never even walked in intimacy, I just release the spirit of adoption. I release healing from offense and I release the love of a good, good father to invade your heart, to revolutionize your heart and to change your entire life. Father, release a revelation of your love and your goodness. To everyone listening, in Jesus' name. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm seeing lots of people, um, lots and lots of people, that I'm just releasing the grace into your hearts and your minds, lots and lots and lots of us, that questions are good. Ask every single question. Ask all your questions. There's so much understanding. The Lord is He's He's not going to, he's the one that wants us to have understanding. He will not shut down understanding. And I know there are people that need to hear that. He would love for you to understand. He labors and he endeavors and he releases so we can understand. Ask all of your questions. Your questions are beautiful. So I just validate our questions. We just need to understand um, we're not going to question his character and then that's that's it. So I just release that. I thank you for courage. Courage, courage in the heart of people listening. Courage and freedom from just bitterness towards mm. the Lord and unforgiveness towards yeah. him. And just, Father, thank you. I, I can see the Lord. I can see Jesus even laying his hands on some people's mind that mm. this thing has gotten very extreme. And he's, he's healing your mind. Wow. And he's returning your mind to you. Yeah. That he's trustworthy. He is the trustworthy one. Mm. When no one else is trustworthy, when nothing else is rock solid, mm. he is the rock solid one. Mm. And I can just see Jesus laying hands on your mind. He's returning your mind to you. Mm. 
Thank you. Yeah, sir, thanks. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thanks. Mm. Did you say anything about it? Well, I, just, I had um, two things. One uh, was I, I, I heard Crohn's disease. <clears throat> so if you're, um, if that's you, uh, you're, the Lord said he's just healing that. He's thanks. healing Crohn's disease right now. Um, and then uh, the, the other thing um, I heard was that um, somebody had a report of a terminal disease. Mm. Um, it had something to do with, like, their right side. Um, and that whole um, right side, like, their, their con- doctors are considering, like, uh, amputation. And the Lord said, no, um, it's going to, awesome. it's healed. And no, it, 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 it will be sustained. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I just released those, um, I released those um, words, Lord. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yeah. And somebody's had a dog bite, and it, I think it's on your face. And um, Jesus is completely healing that. You don't have to worry. There's not even going to be surgery needed. Mm. And so, Father, we just release um, healing into that face to, to, to heal supernaturally. What would typically take six months in surgery is about to take two weeks and no surgery. So don't worry. You're not going to have to have plastic surgery. The Lord is healing your wow, face. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thank that's you, good. sir. Yeah. I just sense there's a lot of people longing for destiny that if listening or watching gave mm-hmm. you a desire for the yeah. God zone and for destiny and for a brilliant adventure, that I just see that the Lord is issuing an invitation into intimacy and that as you begin having intimate conversations and asking those questions, he's going to begin to unfold a beautiful destiny for you. He's going to begin to unfold a great future that you never could have dreamed of before. And so I just bless you to hear the voice of your father. I bless you to walk in intimacy with him. And I bless you to discover purpose and destiny, your heavenly identity, who you were born to be before the foundation of the earth. I just declare clarity and understanding and then courage to go after it with all your heart. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Sherry Lewis, we love you. I love you guys too. Installment three. Oh my goodness. Three for four. So good. Thank you. Really quickly, how can people get hold of the God Zone? Oh, we always want to, and and all of your books. We need to mention every time. Sherry, how many books have you written? I don't know. It's so silly. (laughs) I was on a a live last night and she said it was 10. So I think I've written 10 books. I think I have 10 books. Yeah. They're all on Amazon.com. They're all on Amazon. I have a, a Sherry Lewis author page on Amazon and you can see all of the books there. I have a little tiny book that recently came out uh, called Effectual Keys to Answered Prayer um, that I love and that people are really loving that one. And uh, Living by the Whisper should be coming out soon. You can find the school or Bethel Atlanta Africa at www.bethelatlantaafrica.com. You can find me on YouTube under The Diva Missionary. The Diva Missionary. Yes. The and Diva yes. Missionary. Oh, great. And then I'm on Facebook as Sherry L. Lewis. Sherry. Any of those places. There she is. That we can so find great. her there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a gem. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Hey, and you uh, listeners and podcast listeners out there too, if if any of these uh, prophetic words or um, this time of ministry really, you know, touched your heart, we would love to hear from you. Please email us, um, bhats at bethelatlana.com. We would love to like hear your story and then and then be able to share that again so the testimony can keep going and do it again, God. And we'll just keep watching him continue to do his goodness, his good work. So bhats at BethelOtlana.com. We would love to hear from you. Well, thank you guys for listening. Always remember that we love you. And Jesus loves you too.